0: What a wonderful song by Zach Williams, Chain Breaker, and welcome to Devotionals with Ronnie Strader, and I am your host, Ronnie Strader. Allow us to uh, bow our heads this morning, give thanks to God for this this Sunday, for this is the day that the Lord made. Lord, Heavenly Father, we come to you at this time. I want to thank you and everything you do. Lord, let's ask you just be with us, guide us and strengthen us. Thank you for allowing us to come back at your appointed time to worship. Lord, there's people out there who may be struggling with faith today. maybe may be struggling with chains, maybe struggling with pain, maybe struggling with sickness, maybe struggling with whatever it may be that they lean on their faith in you, God. Lord Heavenly Father, well, lift those up who are sick. Lift those up who are are taking care of the sick. Lord, we want to lift up the families as well, and all those who have lost family members this year and last year, or any time in general, Lord, we lift them up to you, Lord. Lord, forgive us for where we fail you, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. And today's devotional topic is faith. What is faith? Faith is the basic ingredient to begin a relationship with God. Faith is the assurance that the things that are revealed and promised in the word are true. Even though unseen, and gives the believer convictions that what we f- <clears throat> faith will come to pass. What does the Bible say about faith? In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things not seen. On today's scripture, I give you a little time to get your Bibles out. If you have a device that has a Bible app on it, that is great. But the best app I have found is the Bible itself. And we're going to be in this seventh chapter. Seventh chapter of Judges. We're going to talk about Gideon and his 300 men. 300 men. Kind of similar to Sparta's story of 300 men at the Battle of Thermopylae. But this is the story of Gideon and his 300 men. And how much faith it took for a man to lead 300 men into battle with nothing but with horns, pitchers, and a torch. I'm sure they were carrying some weapons with them on their hoisted. But he only commanded them to use these three things. Horns. Musical instruments. And a torch. Now who does that? Who Who goes in the battle with nothing but musical instruments? Well God does. Because he doesn't need a weapon. For he is the weapon. <clears throat> excuse me. God relied on Gideon's faith in him. To hand over the Mennonites over into... Excuse me. Sorry. I had a alarm that went off. I forgot about. Anyway, the Midianites. God said he was going to hand Gideon, hand the midnights over to Gideon. Here's a little backdrop. We just got through talking about God appearing to Gideon. And he appeared to him in the sixth chapter told him that he was going to deliver deliver Israel out of the hands of midnights, out of the oppression. Gideon gave him a few excuses, but after some proof that it was truly God, Gideon was on board. Kind of applies to us today. And eh, give us a little proof, and you know, Let's see. As soon as Gideon's ride was on board, and he was with it. His faith grew stronger in God. But in times he would struggle. He would struggle with faith. We all do. Starting in the very first verse of chapter 7. Jabal, that is Gideon, and all the people who were with him rose early and encamped beside the well of Herod so that the camp of the Mennonites was on the north side of them by the hill of Murray in the valley. And the Lord said to Gideon, people who are with you are too many for me to give the Mennonites into their hands. Lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying, My own hand has saved me. Now therefore proclaim in the hearings of the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn depart at once from the Mount of Gilead. And two, or 20,000, 22,000 of the people returned and 10,000 remained. Well, let's stop for a second here for just a brief moment. In 7 2, the people are too many. What do you mean, Lord? Uh, The people's too many. I got 32,000 people backing me up right now. The Lord said, that's just too many. I can do, I can do with way less. Because see, I don't want them to claim that they did it themselves. That won't give me the glory. He said, there's too many give them to give the Mennonites and their least Israel claim the glory for itself against me and sharing my hand as saved myself. <clears throat> the command to reduce the 32,000 to 300. Gideon had to be struggling at, at this moment with, with his faith. Let's read on where it says. Therefore proclaim in the hearing of the people say. Whoever is fearful and afraid. Let them turn apart. And once from the Mount Gilead. And 22,000 people returned. And 10,000 remained. The Lord said. In verse 4. There are still too many people. Still too many. Bring them down to the water, and I'll test them for you. For you there, and then it will be that of whom I say to you, this one shall go with you, and the same shall go with you. And whomever I say to you, this one shall not go with you; the same shall not go. So he brought the people down to the water, and the Lord said to Gideon, in verse five, everyone who laps. From the water with his tongue as the dog laps, you shall let, you shall set apart by himself. Likewise, everyone who gets down on his knees to drink. And the number of those who lapped putting their hand to their mouth was 300 men. But all the rest of the people got down on their knees and to drink water. Then the Lord said to Gideon verse seven, by the 300 men, lapped i will save you and delivered the midianites into the hand let all the other people go every man to his place and so the people took provisions and their trumpets and in their hands and sent away all the rest of israel and every man to his tent and retained those 300 men for the camp of dominion was below him and in the valley And it happened the same night that the Lord said, Arise and go against the camp. For I delivered it into your hand. But if you are afraid to go down to the camp with Pruah, your servant. In verse 11, you shall hear what they say. And after your hand shall be strengthened. Then go against the camp. And then he went down to Pruah his servant to the outpost of the armed men who were in camp. Now the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the people of the East were laying in the valley numerous as locusts and their camels without number, as the sand by the seashore in multitude. And when Gideon had come there, was a man telling a dream to, to his companion. He said, I have had to dream. To my surprise, a loaf of barley and bread troubled into the camp of Median. And it, and it came to a tent and struck it, that it fell and overturned, and the tent collapsed. Verse 14. Then his companion answered and said, This is nothing else but the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, and the man of Israel. And to his hand, God has delivered Midian into the whole camp. And so when Gideon heard the telling of this dream and its interpretations that he worshipped, he returned to the camp of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord has delivered the camp of Midian into your hand. Verse 16. Then he divided 300 men into three companies which is 100 to each company. He put a trumpet in every man's hand with empty pitchers and torches inside the pitchers. And he said to them, Look at me and do likewise. Watch, and when I come to the edge of the camp, shall do as I do. Verse 18. And when I blow the trumpet, and all, of, all who are with me, then also blow the trumpets on every side of the whole camp and say the sword of the Lord and of Gideon and so Gideon and a hundred men who were with him came to the outpost of the camp in the beginning of the middle and watch just as they had posted the watch and blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers and they and that were in their hands then the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers and held the torches in. In their left hands. And the trumpets in their right. Hands for blowing and the cry. The sword of the Lord. And of Gideon. And every man stood. In his place all around the camp. And the whole army ran. And cried out and fled. When the three hundred blew the trumpets. The Lord set every man's sword. Against his companion. Throughout the whole camp. The army fled to Beth Achaia. Toward Zerah. And far of the border Abel, Mahola, and Tabath. And the men of Israel gathered to to Nephtali, Asher, and all the Manasseh, and pursued the Midianites. And then Gideon sent a messenger throughout the mountains of Ephraim and said, "Come down against the Midianites and seize from the watering places as far as the beth and of the Jordan." Then all the men of Ephraim gathered together and seized the water in places as far as Beth, Barah, and of Jordan. And they captured two princes, the Mennonites, Oreb and Zib. And they killed the rock at the rock of Urb. And Zib they killed at the one press of Zib. And they pursued Midian and brought the heads of Urb and Zib to Gideon and the other side of Jordan. This ends our reading of the Lord's scripture. You know, he had to, let's go back to what? Let's go back to this 32,000 at first. Here God, here Gideon has gathered 32,000 men to fight and battle against the Mennonites. God said there was still too many. If I got ten thousand now. And send everybody else home. They were scared. I'm scared. I don't know what's gonna happen. God said, "Look, let's have a little faith. I'm about to show you wonders, just like He did with Joshua and and the Israelites before, when they surrounded Jericho, when they first crossed over into Jordan." Yeah, they were afraid, but God said, "I am with you." And what did God say in verse in chapter 6 to Gideon? "Surely I am with you." If you don't get two, if you don't get anything out of this whole message. There's two things I want you to take home with you today. And you can cash it in the bank right now. For that check will never go void and it is a promise from God and if these two things is I am with you and I will strengthen you. You see only God's presence and activity like such like these, this battle which is that we read about. These 300 men God's presence, God's assurance that I'm going to hand you, the Mennonites, over to your hands. And that promise was fulfilled. They blew the trumpets. They broke the pitchers. They made all kinds of noise, but sounded like there was a whole bunch of them. But there was only 300. They they made the Mennonites and all the men of the East feel that they were surrounded by many But we're only surrounded by a few. Sometimes a few is all you need. And all you need is God to carry you through. it. God assured victory for his people. He is able to work mighty through small number. It's not by power or by might it's always the faith in God that carries us into victory a faithful dedication but not by sight but by faith is our primary importance to God our ultimate resource our ultimate resources and strengths to meet all of our life's challenges can and will be met with God and God alone through what? Our faith. Pride in our consciousness meant inventable become a hindrance To fully rely on God's power and help. Get rid of that pride. And rely on faith. Rely on God and God alone. And you see in verse 11 he said. The hands be strengthened. God encouraged Gideon in order to. I I love. Excuse me. Evaluate his fear to re-evaluate to give him time to give giving time to gather his strength to gather his faith. God encouraged him. He said, I know you fear too. But I am your strength. Just believe. Believers committed to the will of God and faithful serving him will at time need the encouragement of God. When time comes and we are wrestling with faith like Gideon, we need to remind ourselves and stop, drop, and pray. That's exactly what happened. Gideon stopped and he prayed after he heard what his friend, his servant had to say about this dream that he had and after that what it say in verse 15 that he worshipped so he stopped and he dropped and he prayed that God will inspire us through his Holy Spirit with faith, hope and courage He stopped. And he knew who God was. For Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God says, I will be with you. I will be with you. I will strengthen you. Let's go over some characteristics of faith. First characteristic is grace. God's revelation of self is on merit a gift. As the ability to believe what he says. Second characteristic of faith is communal. The rest on the witness of the believer, past and present. Personal. No one can make an act of faith for another. Free. No one can force another to believe. Certain. God, who is truth itself, gives witness to his believed. Seeks an understanding. The goal of faith is knowledge of God. Total faith is complete gift of self in response to God's revelation of himself in Christ Jesus. So here's the question. What is real faith? But the real question is, is why? Why do we trap ourselves with fears and worries? This is why. Because we lack faith. It is Positive? Is it a positive thinking? Is it feeling? No. It's a belief that Jesus Christ died for our sins. Confidence. Hope. The Bible states in the 11th chapter of Hebrews in 6 verse. Without faith it is impossible to please God. Take this statement to be exactly for what it, the Word of God says. Well, without faith, anything a person does or attempting to be a Christian means absolutely nothing if you lack faith. Because without it, we have no grace from God. No possibility of pleasing God. Do you have faith? For our, it is very sufficient for salvation so let me ask you a series of Christ, a series of questions so for those who claim to be Christians including myself are you trusting in Jesus Christ alone? As your Lord and Savior? Do you believe that whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved? How then will they call on him in whom they not believed? How will they believe in him whom they have not believed? How will they hear without a preacher? Without someone to tell them. About God. For Romans 10. 13. 14-17. Verse 13 says. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord. Shall be saved. For we are. It didn't say. You could be saved. It didn't say you might be saved. It said you shall be saved. For we are. Commanded to preach and teach the gospel of Christ it is by faith that we do so. For in order to trust in Jesus' promise for eternal life, they have to first believe in Him, they first must have faith. In order to know who Jesus Christ is. In order to believe. For them to believe there has to be someone who goes out and tells them about who Christ is. For that is our job. Not only is it the preacher's job, but it is the whole congregation's job. The whole church. But I'm not equipped. God said, I will be with you. Well, I'm I'm too weak. God said, I will strengthen. Well, I don't know what to say. God said, I will equip your mouth to what to say. All you have to do is believe. Have faith. A little faith. You see, our goal is to is to plant the seed, and allow God to water it, so we can. We cannot make anyone believe in Jesus Christ. It's a personal decision. I can't make anyone trust in the promise, but I can sure. Do one thing. I can tell them about him. You can tell them about him. For as long as I live, as long as I live, I pledge. It's a challenge. You know, today all these kids are coming up with challenges. There's a challenge. I challenge ourselves to tell someone today about Christ. Don't just come into this building and worship God or say you're worshiping God and then not go out and do the works. Challenge yourself. But you got to strengthen your faith and four ways to do that. Number one, trust. Obviously. is the number one answer, but sometimes it's the hardest to execute. Proverbs three five. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own what under. Standing. Have complete faith in God and God alone. He will provide every need. Yeah, I I I prayed to God last night. You know, I, I keep I keep asking him, Lord, is this message for me to tell, or is this message for me to receive? You know, he said, he said. It's for both. It's for you to 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 learn from, and for you to share. Number two, pray like you mean it, with faith and confidence, and knowing God is listening and will answer, even when the answer is no. Just have faith in knowing God knows best for you and I. That no will eventually turn into something way better than you and I can ever imagine. Why? Those two things. Remember those two things that we talked about earlier. I am with you and I will strengthen you. If you don't get nothing else out of this whole message, out of this whole day, take this to the heart that I am with you and I will strengthen you. Mark 11 verse 23 For I surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain to be removed be cast into the sea and don't doubt in his heart believe those things he says will be done and he will have whatever he says have faith in what you pray for third thing that To strengthen our faith. Read the scriptures. We must know the word of God. We must take time for reading the Bible. Now excuses. Have faith. That God will supply all your needs. Philippians 4. 19 May God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ. I want to challenge you today to read Ephesians 6:10 through 17. Test your faith. Test yourself. But see when you read Ephesians six, ten through seventeen, know this: that the armor of God makes everything possible. Anything that comes against you will not, will not succeed. For the holy Armor of God is for ours to equip. Number four. To strengthen your faith. Live out his word. Some of us, not if not all of us, including myself, I'm going to throw my hands up every time because I'm just as guilty. That we claim to have faith in God. But we only go through the motions. Well I go to church. That's good. People can sit in the same pew for 50 years. And still not. And still be as dead. As they were the day that they walked in. Faith is about living it not just hearing it. James chapter two verse seventeen. Thus also faith by itself it is if it does not have works, is dead. Turn with me will if you will, to the eighth chapter of Luke, 8th chapter of Luke. For this is the parable of the sower. Jesus gives a parable about the seed and the sower. And a multitude is starting to gather around him. And In the 8th chapter of Luke, even the twelve and even the woman, Mary Magdalene, who had seven demons who Jesus cast out of her, they all came and they sat and listened to what he was saying in verse 5. A sower went out to sow his seed, and he sowed some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down by the birds, and the air devoured it. Some fell on the rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away, because it lacked moisture. Some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprang up with with it and choked it out. But others fell on the good ground, sprang up and yielded the crop a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he he cried, he who has ears to hear and let him hear. And the disciples asked him in verse 9, they said, what does this parable mean? And here's what this parable means. Let's skip down to verse 11. It says, those by the wayside, verse 12, those by the wayside are ones who hear then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts lest they should believe and be saved but the ones on the rock are those who when they hear receive the word with joy and they have no root who believe for just a little while in time of test and temptation they fall away then ones that fell among the thorns and those that have heard go out and are choked with cares of riches and pleasures of life and bring no fruit of maturity. But the ones that fell on the good ground, the good soil, those who have heard the word with a noble and good heart kept it And bear the fruit. With patience. You see the faith. We all some have is. Here's some types of faith. What this parable. You break it down. It's talking about apathetic faith. The kind of faith that. Sits on the sidelines and does nothing. It's always hearing, but never doing. Selfish faith. This faith misses the point completely. This faith is self-centered and not Christ-centered. And then we have material faith. The kind of faith... That only revolves around material possessions. Like our houses, our trucks, our boats, all those things that doesn't mean a jack to God. Because all He wants from you is you. He doesn't care about your possessions. He doesn't care about how much money you make. He doesn't care about how much, how big your truck is or how loud it is as it goes down the road. How big your house is, how many bathrooms you got in it or how many kitchens or living rooms that you may have. God don't care about it. God cares about your faith in him. The identity of this faith is worldly jewels, not believing or building itself around Christ. But here's the here's the the last faith that I hope you and I have: those who come and worship Christ, those who are devoted. The faith says, I am nothing without my Lord and Savior. Without Him, I am nothing. I owe it all to Him because He gave all on the cross for me. Sometimes we just need to take a step back and take a complete overhaul of ourselves. Just to stop and examine our faith. So, what type of faith do you have? Examine yourself. For 2 Corinthians 13:5 says, Examine yourselves as whatever you are in faith. Test yourselves. Do you know yourselves? that Christ Jesus is in you but we can break it all down in just two points and those two points is I am with you and I will strengthen you no matter how small how weak That you feel that you are, or how afraid, or you're worried what you might not say. Remember these two things. You can break down the whole Bible with these, just these two points for God's promises is and forever will be forever. And it will stand alone in these two points right here. I am with you. And I will strengthen you. For that promise means I will be with you in your prayers. I will be with you in your church services. I will be with you at your work. I will be with you at your school. I will be with you wherever your foot treads. There I will be. And whenever you lack, I will provide. If you have fear, I'll give you strength. If you have chains, I will break them. If you have pain, I will relieve it. If you are weary, I will give you rest. For if you do not take anything from this today, take those two things. I am with you and I will strengthen you. We're going to play one last song and call of an invitation. Don't let today be your last day. Don't let t- today be. For that you can walk outside today and get hit by a bus. If you're not sure where your internal life is going. Call on to God. Call on to Christ. And that you shall be saved. It's not you might. Or you could be. It's you shall be.
1: And found the God who makes all things new I looked to you, drowning in my questions And found the God who holds all wisdom And I trusted you and stepped out on the ocean call my hand among the waves cause you're the guy
0: That beautiful song was by Casting Crowns, God of All My Days. And as we bow our heads in prayer, and then we shall be dismissed. Lord, Heavenly Father, we come to this time. Lord, we just thank you for everything you do. For you are the chain breaker. You are the way maker. You are the God of all of our days. We may change, but you always remain the same. Lord, we just ask that you just be with us and guide us and strengthen us. And you bring us back to our appointed time of worship. So we may fellowship and learn from one another. And that we may come to learn more about you. Lord, forgive us for our many sins in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The people say, Amen. May God bring you peace, love, and grace. Please come back next week or this Wednesday as we our next topic will be about God. You can join us here at Anchor FM or Spotify or any podcast providers. Again, we thank you for listening to us here at Devotionals. Remember, God is with you and He will strengthen you. Thank you.